Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! <laughs> hey, Z Nation fans. Welcome to another edition of the Z Nation After Buzz After Show. How are we all feeling tonight? A little uh, emotionally compromised, but aside from that, doing okay. Doing okay. Just kind of drained. The show <laughs> is draining in, in a good way. Um, Wait, Z Nation is draining or this show is draining? Well, that's both. a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's draining? I'm feeling fantastic. Right it's now. So good. That's good. good to hear. Guys, we are covering episodes two and three of season two of Z Nation tonight, White Light and Zombie Road. Joining us in the studio is a very, very special guest, but let me introduce the rest of my panel first, <laughs> Katie Collins. Hi, all my buddies. You can find me on Twitter at Kiaxe. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. I'm also checking the live chat and the hashtag ABTVZNation. Michelle Cullen. Hey, everyone. You can follow me on Twitter. Tweet at me. Tell me your feelings. Um, I have a lot of them, too. It's just Michelle underscore Cullen. <laughs> and our wonderful guest, Pisay Pow. Hello, everyone. You can follow me on Twitter at Pisay Pow or Facebook at Pisay Pow. And, and I, I also like feelings as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all like feelings right now. I'm your host, Megan Salinas, and welcome to the Z Nation support group. Because I, <laughs> I feel like after episode two, I, I feel like I need an emotional support group. Mm-hmm. Everybody doing okay? Everybody fine? Nobody's feeling any feelings uh, or anything? No one's crying? I've had a, okay? a while to process it, more than you guys. So. <laughs> a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah. I've had, a, I've had a week, so I'm a little, I'm a little better than Megan. <laughs> tender. Well, I'm a little tender. Definitely been talking with a few other people and had someone ask, "Hey, so uh, did you get Michael in to talk about episode two? And I had this moment of, "Oh no, 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 no!" Because last time someone said you need to have someone in to talk about this episode, it was Tom Everett Scott last season, oh. and there was a reason for was it. Was he on last season? He was. He was. And we covered the episode where he died. Oh yeah. no! We we had him in for Resurrection Z, and yeah, that was it. Was hard to find that the hurt. words because it was right after. He is dearly missed as well both him and michael yeah and um it's so difficult because this is this episode in particular episode two was so much more somber than we're used to because there's some serious stuff that goes on in z nation but the you know for the most part it still has that really quirky sense of humor and we had a few moments of levity in this episode but it was mostly just I kind of felt like 10K, there was so little dialogue, I almost felt like there wasn't really much sound going on. 
I would have to agree with you. Yeah, I remember reading it and thinking, well, I mean, Cassandra doesn't say much in general, but no one really says anything in this episode. Mm -hmm. It's all super action-based, which I loved. Yeah, it very much like Mad Max Fury Road. There was so such a huge reliance this time around on visual storytelling, mm-hmm. and a lot of really uh, and it's something that I'd noticed a couple times in the previous season. But there was really a lot of thought and effort put in every single shot comp- uh, composition this time around. Oh, there are some beautiful moments where the lighting was just so on point, or the way that you saw two different actors in the same shot, but they weren't aware of each other. So good. Yeah. <laughs> so good. I would say it's almost harder, I think, you know, to do a show like that or to do a movie like that where there's very little dialogue and you have to depend so much on things like lighting mm-hmm. and the actors emoting, God forbid. Back <laughs> 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 to feelings. Yeah, back to the feelings. <laughs> and as an actress, like, when you're given a script like that, it requires so much faith in everyone around you that the finished product is going to come out right. Mm-hmm. Yep, no pressure at all. (laughs) Easy breezy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like I said, Cassandra doesn't say much in general. So I think in that way I was really prepared. But I think all of the actors did a really great job um, just, you know, emoting with their eyes and and Mm -hmm. telling a story that way. I know that when we were doing the table read for episode two, Anastasia and Michael were talking a lot about their relationship and they were like, what do you mean? We don't say anything. We just get back together and that's it. And um, Carl Schaefer and maybe it was John Himes had a really good analogy. It was like the couple that has that fight, that really, really, really big fight and then you kind of get back together like you're in the kitchen or whatever because you know, you're married and you live together and you don't say anything. You're just happy to be in the same space. And I thought that was a really great analogy for them not having for us not having to have them have a whole entire conversation about their relationship, you know? There is so much already underlined there. And then he died. Uh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> nice segue. <laughs> yeah, I'm rat off the band-aid, man. <laughs> Did any of you guys see that coming? I'm just curious. No. Um, like I said, I, I had that email and kind of so, went, oh. Well, and I commend both of you for not spoiling it for me because I actually went an entire week without getting spoiled for it. I put my I social did. media blinders on and I just did not. Because you knew something was happening? You had a feeling? I saw or? their reaction when I got home after oh, they had watched no. it. So yeah. I knew something happened. Um, and so, I, like I said, I put my social media blinders on and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to look straight towards the future, and I'll get to it when I get to it. I actually nearly spoiled you in the middle of last week. (laughs) Really? We were just talking about it, that I said something, and I went, oh, shoot, and changed the topic. (laughs) But if you didn't pick up on it, it means I win. You did. You did. Yay! And I wasn't kidding. I sat through episode two with a high level of apprehension because I had seen a little bit of Twitter without Twitter having any spoilers. Everyone was just like, oh my goodness, what is happening? Oh God, oh geez. And Michael Welch was live tweeting the show and I was like, someone's going to die. It's just a question (laughs) of who. And so I was just sitting there like, who is it? And then there was that shot where... Addie um, gets attacked by the zombie and you don't know if Mac is actually going to come to her aid because you don't know how resolved right. their conflict is. And mm-hmm. then he does. And I was like, oh, thank God. And then at the end of the show, I was just sad. 
Well, I will say that while watching it, I, I, you know, again, just given their reactions, I figured something was going to happen, but I kept thinking it was going to happen much earlier because so many characters had a near-death experience. Experience, And then let's, let's talk about some of those because everybody had a little bit of a different experience. Some people saw a white light. Some people had like a weird flashback to their childhood. Right. And then uh, Doc even had an out-of-body experience. <laughs> Which was hysterical. Doc. Yeah. That, was, that was good. Yeah, that was a good one. That was probably just a typical trip for him. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> he had a good time filming that. From what I heard. <laughs> and now I require details. <laughs> More into secrecy. We'll have to tweet what about happens on Z Nation. Yeah. Stays on Z Nation. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think that was their way of teasing everyone. You know, mm-hmm. episode one, we all made it out alive. So I think it's silly for anyone to think that that was going to remain that way. And I think that episode two is a great segue into um, into letting people know that this show, like anything, can happen. You know, which I think keeps it exciting. Well, one I, guy died, and we adopted another one. So yeah, what's his face? Vasquez. Yes, circle of life. Um, mm-hmm. Which we need to talk about Emilio Rivera. Can we talk about Emilio Rivera? <laughs> talk, I'm going to go ahead and let Michelle talk about Emilio I'm Rivera. I'm so excited, and I know you're going to get mad at me if I don't say it, so I'm going to say it right now to everyone. I have a crush on the fact that this character exists. I don't know how else to word that. I was so excited. <laughs> Is it his rocket launcher? Yes. <laughs> I knew it was him. I knew he was coming in, and then he pulled out that rocket launcher. It was like, oh, hello. It was such a great moment, and I love him as an actor, and I just think his characters that he always plays are so interesting. So to see him come on the set and be in this zombie show that I love, I was just like, yes. (laughs) Yes. Become part of their family. Just... Yeah. Just join them. He is so great in person, too. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that, because... You know, like you hear that all the time, but no, he really genuinely is a nice person. Um, and God, I mean, even to say that he's a nice person seems like doesn't really acknowledge who he is, how giving and and just sweet he is. Um, I guess his son is a fan of the show, oh, and it was okay. his son's idea for him to have a rocket launcher. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and I don't, so I don't know choice. what came first, the chicken or the egg, but I, I don't know if they wrote that and then it just so happened. You know what I yeah. mean, or or what? But yeah, he's a great uh, fan of the show too. So this so is we why, lucked out. This is why it's wonderful that filmmaking is a collaborative effort. <laughs> totally. Yes. Yeah. So I am very excited to see when he pops back up and what his tattoo means on his wrist and just kind of how he fits in. Oh, he will pop back up. <laughs> Was he bleeding, or was that someone else dripping off? I'm, I'm going to sure. guess, just because it's Emilio Rivera and the characters he's playing, um, it's someone else's blood. And yeah. he got he on his blood. suit. And he Nobody bleed. makes me bleed my own blood. He's a badass. <laughs> but yeah, we, so what we have is this... And I almost wish that one and two had just been shown together in a two-hour premiere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because these two things, you know, they went back-to-back to each mm-hmm. other. And episode two just did not let up in terms of pacing. This took place within, uh, I believe you were saying, Michelle, probably just about a half an hour for them. I called it an afternoon in Cheyenne. That was my own little nickname for the episode. afternoon in Cheyenne? Yeah, because the first episode, there's such a juxtaposition between the two in terms of pacing and the timeline where the very first episode... Um, Michael Cassett was saying it could be a few days, it could be a few weeks. You really mm-hmm. don't get a clear timeline. It's true. But time has passed because people are feeling the radiation effect. And then this is just a gun battle, Western style, in an afternoon in Cheyenne. 
it's just maybe 45 minutes. Yeah, it's I true. I that Cheyenne is not usually that eventful. <laughs> it's not <laughs> any <laughs> given afternoon. It actually Cheyenne. took us quite a long time to film that that episode, actually. I can imagine. Well, um, so interesting story about Vasquez, um, our, our new guy. He he injured himself. Sorry, oh, no. Matt. Oh, no. I got to call you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so like the first day of shooting. Oh, no. And he, you know, and this is why it's important to stretch before you do anything. Um, so he, yeah, he went to go run and pulled uh, a groin ligament. Oh. And, which was actually perfect because, you know, he and I have that huge fight scene in episode two. And I had injured myself as well, but I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> and I kept quiet about that. Um, so we didn't shoot that fight scene until episode six. So, really? yeah. So even though episode two happened really fast, it took us a couple of months to actually finish wow. it. Yeah. Funny, right? Yeah. You know okay. that if we ever have him on the show, he's going to tell embarrassing <laughs> stories about filming with you. Yeah. There is none. Sorry. He's going to be like, no, guys, I was fine. Everybody else just overreacted. I was fine. But let me tell you so how to say injured herself. <laughs> you bring up an excellent point, given that um, there was so much physicality in this episode. And while I was watching it, I actually felt really bad for you guys, because I had worked on a short where I made my actors run around a lot, and I felt really bad. And this episode was nothing but running. Yeah. There was so much running and fighting, and it just looked exhausting. It was, yeah. And, you know, I did all my own stunts, and so I remember him slamming me against the wall, and I had, like, a back pad. Mm -hmm. Um, But you're still, like, your neck is going back. And they kept asking, are you okay? Are you okay? And I'm like... Yeah, let's just not do another take. <laughs> like, let's just have that be the take. Is that, that, is that a good cut? Is that good? Can that be good? Yeah. That shock is genuine. All right, Why are we you good. Swaying okay. right now. <laughs> I stand still. It's a new dance. I'm fine. There's just two of you. Yeah. Um, we can. No, it was. Deep. It was. We did a lot of running. A lot of running for sure. Lots of complaints on set. I'm not gonna name names. <laughs> that happened. Well, again, it's exhausting. It's very difficult work. Yeah. And you were going in go-go boots. Yeah. Thank you for noticing that. <laughs> yeah. That outfit. I It was like, great. So I've got an injured foot, a left foot, and I get to wear go-go boots, and I get to run in them, and I get to fight this guy. I mean, I... This guy's like twice point, your size. Yeah. I, I, we had to change out my shoes to the... Um, you know those like those sneakers, like the Converse sneakers that go mm-hmm. all the way uh, around. Yeah. So we eventually changed them out. So I'm glad you guys didn't notice that at all because oh, I did. Nice. It looks good. <laughs> but I do want to talk about um, again the physicality uh, because Cassandra's performance has obviously Shifted. changed quite a, a bit. You guys think really? <laughs> <laughs> because she was never very talkative before, given no. her ba- given her backstory. But now it's a completely different thing because we don't know what's happening to her. Yeah. So when when they're giving you direction, uh, like because it's so much more predatory, mm-hmm. what kind of direction do they give you in any given scene? That's a good question. I mean, I'm almost embarrassed to say it because it's not like anything mind-blowing, you know, nothing that requires like lots of, um, what do you call that, like deep thought um, uh, or backstory. It's just like crouch here, growl. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you were going to stop you onto a car going 30 miles an hour. Do you mind? No, not at all. It's just like, it's very, it's very action-oriented. You know, it's not, it's, yeah, it's really not... Um, 
I guess, deep. But it did require, like, for me to kind of go deep because how often do you do that in everyday life? You know, you just, like, crouch or growl or whatever. So that were that was some main direction is... I don't know. There's a lot of growling driving on the 101. <laughs> yeah. Regional humor. Like <laughs> screaming. Yeah. And 405. But yeah, even even just as an actor, you probably don't get told to act like an animal very often. <laughs> or do you? Well, or do you? <laughs> for those of us in theater in school. Theater. <laughs> Another inside <laughs> joke. Who are you not to push today? Those people who are listening on iTunes really need to be watching this. Oh, the gestures sorry. are just beautiful. In the theater. Um, no, it's not every day that you get to to act like an animal or to be told that like an animal and I think that you know I think it's easy to sort of have a um what's the word for it? why am I always losing my words um you know I hang up about it like who wants to be told to act like a dog like especially a woman you know what I mean like you're his you're his uh guard dog I kind of heard that a lot um but I just did a lot of work prior to us shooting a lot of um body work, a lot of instinctual work. I had like a 30-day program where I had to do something for five minutes that was uncomfortable every day. And I did everything from singing All I Want to Do is Make Love to You to Strangers in Public to Dancing in the Rain to... (laughs) I mean, like really doing things get out of my element because Cassandra is not one who thinks, right? So if something came up for me in an everyday life... Um, and you know, um, and it was legal and I wasn't hurting anybody and then I did it. So it's like a behavioral psychology project for 30 days. Yeah. It was awesome. So that's why it was so easy for me to growl and to, to, you know, do all those things without having like a second thought about it. I hope some of that, those exercises were recorded for the season two DVD behind yes. the scenes. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that so. is a really good, I mean, there's definitely some pictures of me. Some random lady took a picture of me dancing in the rain on Melrose <laughs> during traffic hour. Like, yeah, I was very lucky. LA. LA. <laughs> I know. I thought, yeah, it's LA. People are crazy, right? No one's going to take pictures of you or think anything weird. Right. They're um, just going to think it's normal. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, correct me if I'm wrong, you got shot. In this episode, right? In, I did. In season two, you got shot and you just bounced right back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how I roll. <laughs> did you get axed in episode three? There was a yeah. whole... Yeah. So yeah. That was fun. That yeah. brings up a lot of questions about whether or not these injuries are healing or whether or not they just kind of don't affect you in the same way they don't really affect zombies. Like a zombie could get shot in the chest and it's not going to heal, but it's not going to stop them either. Yeah, I don't have a like a good answer for you. Um, the answer is that they really did. They really wanted Cassandra to have all of these, like you know, like death becomes her. They wanted her to have all these wounds all over her body. She's supposed to have a hole in her stomach for episode three. Um, yeah, I know that is so death becomes her. That is literally an image pulled right. You from have that. no idea how many times the makeup artist and the wardrobe um, stylist. They were talking to Carl like, so, are you sure you want to do this? Like, what's happening <laughs> with her wounds? Because, you know, we have to think about special effects and, and mm-hmm. how that will play out. So, um, yes, I was shot. And, yes, she had an axe in her back. The idea is that she just keeps on going. <laughs> and the fur coat covers a lot. Stop. That's, I think that's a big part of why she wore the coat. 
you know. Okay. I'm not going to lie. It was very hot in Spokane. It was not fur coat weather. <laughs> so how long does that coat stick around? Are you going to get an outfit change at any point coming up? Or is it Maybe. just fur coat and go-go boots all season? Maybe. I hope Murphy Ooh. doesn't get to pick your outfit again. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He looks fantastic, by the way. Right? <laughs> he does. That was a good suit. I'm like, really? That's all you could find in the thrift store is gold lame short shorts? <laughs> I'm amazed that he found those in a thrift store in Cheyenne. You would have been in, like, jeans and cowboy boots. Like, there, Vegas, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Is there a rig stock in Cheyenne? A what? A, okay, that's not a thing. <laughs> I was there in high school. I if probably didn't in the Midwest is listening, you know. You know what's up. <laughs> Oh, but we <laughs> no, there we, was a Goodwill. And a I've never been to Cheyenne, so I don't know. But I feel like they would have really good boots and Western gear. There oh, were yeah. way too many hills for that to have been Cheyenne. <laughs> I, I lived there for a couple years. Really? Oh yeah, there were way too many hills for that to have been Cheyenne, Wyoming. It, it was is the hilly part. <laughs> there <laughs> is no hilly part when it's clear. You can see the Rocky Mountains. Part of Cheyenne. <laughs> you act like Cheyenne is big. Cheyenne is not big. So yes, I have. <laughs> well, let's, maybe it wasn't Cheyenne, Wyoming. Let's let's go ahead go and it. talk about the thing that we're we're avoiding talking about for episode two. Let's talk about Mac. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, I thought we <laughs> he did. He's super dead. <laughs> we we he's kind, definitely dead. We kind he of has shuffled off it. this mortal coil. He is an ex Mac. He I I the whole Monty Python dead parrot sketch. I I wanted to know what your guys' reaction was. Because I imagine it was probably very similar to when um, Tom Everett Scott left the show. What was your guys' reaction when you initially got the script? Um, and you knew this was goodbye for good. Oh, gosh. Um, well, you know, I feel like in this show, um, I mean, in any television show, right, there's never goodbye for good. So, yeah, we got, I mean, this happened in season one, too. I don't know if you guys know this, but I think episode nine, we got a script that said Mac died. Something around there. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, seriously. And we were just like, wait, what? And no no one had given us any sort of notice. They just sent us the script and we're reading it and suddenly he's dead. So um, when we got the script, we were like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we'll see about that. Let's wait till we get on set. You know, and then we're shooting it and, and then we shoot his death scene and we're like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Wait, wait for them to edit it and cut it together and, and see what happens. You know, he's still here for a few more weeks. And so I think, you know, we just, it was really hard to come to terms with that fact. Yeah. Oh. No, it was. Yeah. And, and I'm wondering what the choice was in terms of like the different choices for the characters with all their near death experiences because 10K saw the light mm-hmm. as well. Um, Citizen Z, um, Warren, and. Who Addie. Has, and Addie, Addie all and had Addie, yeah. all had flashbacks. Murphy did too. Murphy did too. Oh yeah, Murphy yeah. yeah. was getting and high. With that's right. Yeah. <laughs> disease was getting beat up as a kid. Like oh honey, and and yeah, probably the the funniest, um, the most. The bit with like the most levity in that episode was just seeing him crawl out of the pool oh, of zombies. <laughs> It was like that was a very that it was darkly humorous, but at the same time, it was like I needed to laugh at that, at that point. moment. Yeah, I needed a little bit. But for about five seconds there, it was super real. Like, when yeah. he was oh. jumping, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember we had all kinds of like camera crew outside of our own filming it, right? Because he, there's some somebody literally did jump. It's not special effects. Someone literally did jump off that building. So um, I think we scared a few locals. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's alive. It's okay. Everybody's fine. Yeah. Everybody's okay. We're shooting In this real movie. Yeah. 
Oh, but um, but yeah, but then with uh, and then with Mac, him seeing the light, and then finally we kind of get why we were getting these flashes all throughout the episode, mm-hmm. and it all came together, mm-hmm. and um, it was both very moving and very beautiful that the last thing he he sees is Addie before he sees the light. Give me chills. I know, and it's cold. No, I'm <laughs> um, no. you are sitting right under a vent, so no, no. the goosebumps yeah. might just be the cold. No, it was. Um, I remember them talking about it. I remember him hanging around. We shot his death scene, and then we had some more sh- scenes to shoot. And um, the last scene of the day, actually, um, was when Addie comes and beats up Murphy, right, for for basically killing Mac or getting uh, Mac killed. Um, and he was around watching that. And so it was nice that he got to see how <laughs> we as characters, right, like, were reacting to his death. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, he said it was really touching. And, yeah, we kind of said our goodbyes at the end there. And it was sad. And, no, and that was, especially because with the fact that the next episode is a chase episode and we don't get time to mourn, that was a very wonderful moment. And, again, very, very little dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, and she doesn't even have to say that he's gone or he's dead. And it's it's just all yeah. in the performance. Mm-hmm. It was very, very well done. And even Murphy, he finally... It's one of the things that, like, the consequences of what he's done actually sinks in for once. Yeah. I loved how every one of us sort of it sunk in. I mean, even for mm-hmm. Cassandra, I think, she kind of, like, saw that Murphy was sad, and she was sad, too, but maybe didn't understand quite why. Yeah, it sunk in for all of us, for sure. Yeah. No, it was good. <gasps> now let's <sighs> let's take a breather for a moment now that we're done feeling all the things. Um, let's talk about iTunes really quick. That's okay. a horrible transition. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're all very sad, but if you leave reviews, it'll make us very it, happy. It will. There's it will make us so much happier. It will make if you want to make us feel better, please, everybody, go to iTunes, leave us a five star rating, tell us what you guys think of the show, what you guys felt about when Mac uh, shuffled off this mortal coil. Let us know what your favorite part of episode three was. We are really excited to just be able to talk about this show here in the studio, and we have you to thank for that. It's because of your guys' support. So it means the world to us. And if you comment on iTunes, you may just get a shout-out on the show. So yes, please do that. And as always, we are keeping an eye on the live chat, and you guys chatting in there, uh, I, I'm kind of looking over Katie's shoulder, and you guys have a lot of fun things to say. So thank you guys for participating, and thank you guys for participating on the hashtag as well. If it weren't for you guys, we wouldn't be here. I love the one person who is absolutely incredulous that I've ever lived in Wyoming. <laughs> well, no one lives in Wyoming. Cheyenne. <laughs> yeah, there's a military base there. <laughs> no one lives there. You don't look like you lived in Cheyenne. <laughs> Prove it. <laughs> Uh, but um, let's move on to episode three, Zombie yes. Road, which Ooh. Mad Max inspired yes. from the get-go. Right. Oh, it was right. so, so fantastic. Good. Such a good salute. Yeah. Yes, it was fantastic. I loved this homage, and I love that Z Nation as a show just likes doing these homage episodes. Mm-hmm. It's a ton yeah. of fun. Yeah. Um, we do have a question on the uh, hashtag from Alicia Perez about Cassandra and Murphy. And uh, she asked the panel, do you think Murphy is in love with Cassandra, or is she just his plaything? So that is an interesting question. Ladies, what do we think? I don't think the kissing this episode was actually kissing. Oh, no. So, no, they didn't kiss. Wait. No. There was kissing? <laughs> there was no, a passing. The passing on the smoke. <laughs> the, weird. Yeah, the yeah. Weird. <laughs> Which looked really sexy. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was 
was a romantic thing. Although, yeah, you're watching it, and you're like, oh, wow, that's way, way racier than I thought it was going to yeah, be. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> you know, 10K's over somewhere else, just kind of... Fine, I'll focus my attention on this other girl. Oh, she's super dead. Oh, yeah. Why does this keep happening to me? Um, I I don't think it's that Cassandra is his plaything, and I don't think it's that he's in love with her. I think it's probably the closest thing to an equal that he has in this crazy world. And, yeah, he created her, and, yeah, he kind of has control over her, and I think he's figuring out where his moral compass is. Because, I mean, you saw the remorse when Mac died. Like, there's still a little bit of emotion and a little bit of moral left in him despite what he's gone through and how he feels about the world. Like, he fake jumped to run away. Exactly. Um, just because he doesn't think that it's worth saving anymore. What what she said. That was really <laughs> smart. Can you, you do all my interviews for me? I'll just, just sit next to me and move. I got this. Yes. It'll be like one of those Chinese foreign films. Like, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, yes. Yeah, I have to I'm agree with you. Um, I think it's too simple to say that Cassandra is his plaything. She does go off and do her own thing. Um, but she is tied to Murphy in a lot of ways. I, I don't know if I'd call it love or you know, romance, gosh, you know, it's the apocalypse. I think it's a type of connection. Again, I think it's more of a psychic connection. And with that comes emotions that aren't necessarily romantic, but it does create an emotional um, bond that is unlike anything else anybody else has on the show, any of our other characters. It's nothing that they've ever experienced before. So they are connected now. And again, not necessarily in a romantic way, but I don't necessarily think Murphy has really bonded with anybody ever and this is like the first group of people he's bonded with and yeah. this is this is a new type of bond so like this this is the only group of people he would turn to somebody and say you're not the boss of me she is you know yeah. that sort of thing <laughs> this it's so hard for me right now because you guys are talking about something that happens in later episodes possibly and i'm just like i don't see <laughs> so what you're saying is we'll need to bring you back in <laughs> me or somebody else or yeah <laughs> I just yeah you know it's really hard when you're like oh okay plead the fifth it's okay that's it's right. okay I what happens just okay. smile just <laughs> smile we'll ask you a question and you'll be like smile yeah. or, that's a really good question my favorite thing is giving fake spoilers that's always the best I can't. I'm not that smart. It I'm turns out Murphy was dead the whole time. <laughs> Just give spoilers to other things. Yeah, I'm not smart enough to give you any fake spoilers. It turns out Murphy was just looking for a sled rosebud the whole time, and that's yeah. why he's been so mean. Um, didn't Michael Cassett say when we had him on that we're getting a lot more of Murphy's backstory? Yes, he yeah. did say that more of Murphy's backstory would be revealed. So, I don't know, maybe that comes out in a conversation with Cassandra or just him. Or maybe it's a flashback because we saw, you know, little snippets of flashback in the previous episode. I think, yeah, I think if anyone's going to have, like, their backstory revealed, it's definitely got to be Murphy, right? Because it's like, why, what? Like, he's so confusing. Like you were saying, like, on the one hand, he does have feelings and he's trying to figure out his moral compass. And on the other hand, he just cares about himself. Yeah, and see, they think that mm. he got caught That's for postal fine. fraud, <laughs> but that he's done a lot more worse things in his life. And I have this dream that is literally just <laughs> the most low-key form of postal fraud. And then he stayed in prison because he had to survive in prison. Like oh. that. Like I think he's a good man that was corrupted by the system. That's kind of oh, where. Do I you want have a mercy crush? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. she does. I'm mean, yeah. Keith. Yeah. 
Well, Keith, yeah, Keith, there's yeah. a crush on Keith and there's a crush on Murphy. It's two very, very different animals. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of them's blue and yeah. Smurfy. Have you guys heard that one? I haven't, but I love it. We are calling him Smurfy. I'm that's adopting okay. it immediately. Yeah. Hashtag it's Smurfy. A, right. It's a pun, but I will allow it. That's I will allow right. it. That's pretty great. <laughs> so we we do have another question from Mike uh, on Twitter. It's Mike underscore New York. Um, besides Murphy's control, because we see that he kind of has a psychic link with her that allows him to kind of, I don't know if control or manipulate is the right word, but does Cassandra actually respect him at this point, or is that all just the mind control stuff? I think respect, that word respect is too complicated of a word for Cassandra. Um, I don't think that she's thinking about like whether she respects him or not. It's just sort of, she's connected to him and she has this undeniable connection because he did revive her, give her another life. So, um, yeah, I think like you respect your father, you respect the, your teacher, the police officer. It's not that kind of relationship. So, uh, I guess the answer is no, <laughs> that not, she doesn't respect him, but it's not that she doesn't disrespect him either. Yeah. And he needs to be protected at this point. That's still the mission. Yeah. That's her mission for sure. Yeah, I'm mad at Citizen Z. Yeah, you we were say. we were discussing what this um, while we were watching episode two uh, for Michelle the second time. But go ahead. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where you realize you think he's such a sweet character. Yes, he's going through his own trials and tribulations up at the North Pole. It's not the North Pole. <laughs> what is that? It's essentially called? the North. It's Northern, Northern Light. Thank Northern you, Northern, Northern Light. Thank you. <laughs> where is he again? <laughs> He's at the North Pole, um, at Northern Light, and he's, you know, going through his own stuff and still struggling in this zombie world, too. But he is the one who literally sicked every bounty hunter on Murphy. He is indirectly responsible for all of the bloodshed and zombification that happened in Cheyenne, and he's responsible for the state that they're in now. And he's kind of indirectly responsible for Max's death, too. Like, it's easy to blame Mm -hmm. Murphy because he's there, but it's also something that wouldn't necessarily have happened if Citizen Z hadn't blasted this kind of, not a complete lie, but not an absolute truth. Truth either. All and the over flip all of the side of that is, he had to make sure that Murphy got to California, and he had no guarantees that his original team was still alive, or that anything was going to work. Notice that most of his tech is down, like physically broken, and that's a lot harder to fix than a software malfunction. And, and he so has zombies he, after him. Exactly. So it's entirely possible that he was going to die, that he wouldn't be able to be their eyes in the sky anymore, and the mission had to happen for the good of the human race, provided that there's enough left of the human race to save. So it's an act of desperation, and with the situation that everyone was in, it makes sense. So yes, he is indirectly or directly responsible for all of this, but you can't blame him. Yeah, he didn't really have much choice. I can clearly see who is Team Citizen Z and who is not <laughs> Team Citizen Z. Honestly, I think the show could go on without him, and we did see that with uh, this episode. Well, he can't really do anything to interact. We've got two separate stories, and until they can join again, mm-hmm. it's going to be an interesting balancing act. Like, we didn't have any of them this episode, and I didn't feel like anything was missing because this episode was so tightly written. Thank so, you. <laughs> I mean, sorry, sorry, Citizen Z, but thank you for the compliment about that. <laughs> well, I'd be sad to see that part of the story go because it's right. part of what makes this show so unique. Yeah. But if it went, the show could still continue and it would still be a very solid well, story. Where would the group, though, go? Like, how would they know where to go and what's happening? They though? wouldn't have any eyes in the sky. That's right. These are eyes in the They'd sky. They'd have to function like everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't want it like to what be what they're doing. Like I don't want people to think I dislike him as a character, as a human, because I don't. I just think that this is a very sucky situation. Want to the better oh, yeah. Yeah, no. um, yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. I'm on the opposite side of this, but I, I definitely and understand. We, we see it in this episode, too. Murphy's decision at the end of season one has affected thousands and thousands of people, and we see that. Yeah. We see the consequences here with the people who are suffering from radiation sickness. Mm-hmm. And uh, can we also talk about the supersonic zombies? Because if it hadn't been for Murphy, these blasters would not exist. Oh. Yeah, and he can't control them. No! no. How so, great was that, that scene? Yeah, I love that they give him this power and that it is immediately nerfed in this episode. Yeah, My congratulations. congratulations. Choice. Exactly. Yeah. And him denying that any of this is his fault. And I'm saying, do we have to explain this to you again? Oh, yeah. I yeah. loved that little moment with him and Doc. Like, do I have to explain what a nuclear fail thing <laughs> is again? And it's like, Doc explaining what a nuclear fail Please don't, 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 don't make Yeah. <laughs> So I was really excited at the beginning of this episode to see, um, first of all, they a war just... Rig. <laughs> Yes, this was really exciting. Really exciting too. Witness. Yeah, exactly. For for anybody who hasn't seen Mad Max Fury Road, go, go see, see it. it on the biggest screen you possibly can, and then rewatch this episode. It's a ton of fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was a lot of fun to see. But also. Um, and I know we talked about this at Comic-Con, but one of the best things about this show is the unique take on zombies. Right. And so the idea that these aren't just regular radioactive zombies like we had last season. Mm-hmm. These are zombies that have been enhanced by the radiation. Right. And they are faster. I don't know how radiation does this, but they are faster <laughs> and they like their brains have been melted and they can attack people in a way that we haven't seen before. Yeah. So that's, that's a lot of creative thinking going into this show and to the monsters that we have. We call it hashtag Z Nation Science. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's literally a thing. Yes. Yeah, so like video like, game science? Yeah, it's like, I don't know how this works, but it does. <laughs> um, yeah, those guys look, you know, like sometimes you see the makeup on set and you're like, eh, it's okay. And then you actually see it on the screen and it's amazing. Those guys looked amazing on set, on screen. Um, I love the idea too that he can't he can't really control these zombies mm-hmm. and that they're not just like physically dangerous. Like the lead zombie guy, the lead blaster oh. was mentally like sort of yeah. stalking him, you yes. know? Zombie crab walk. <laughs> the chat. <laughs> I, I saw that. Love that. That was crazy. I saw that. I was like, what happened? to his torso. Why is he crab walking? But hey, it looks really cool. <laughs> because we can. And That's it's right. somehow it's terrifying. Hashtag Z Nation Science. I have a hope, and it might not be true, that the actor was like, hey, I can do this. <laughs> do you want me to? And they were like, take after commit. take after take, I can do this. I think that may have happened. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you I want wonder. a different zombie? I'm just going to crab yeah. walk. I got this. <laughs> and that's what, you know, going back to what you were saying about how collaborative it is, because things will just sort of happen on the spot. Like with the axe, with the axe in Cassandra's back. Oh my God. They're like, so how do we do this? How are we going? Like they weren't, pre- we weren't prepared for it because again, we're still talking about to the last minute. Do you see this wound on her or not? And so I just said, would it help if I just stuck the axe in between my armpit? <laughs> 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 and everyone kind of looked at each other like, great idea. Let's go with it. And we're like yes, it's so, like live theater. That's right, exactly. You know. Got to stay on point. Exactly. exactly. And survive. Mm-hmm. And uh, something we get in this episode, and again, this was talked about at Comic Con, Z-Weed. The fact that this compost oh, yeah. has, you know, for for this drug has been made <laughs> at a place in which, what was the city again? Minneapolis. Shout out to Minneapolis. 
<laughs> Home people. What up? <laughs> Is that where you're from? Yeah. Twin Cities. Yeah. yeah. And it sounds so like Minnesota. And it sounds like that's where we're going next episode, too. So that's exciting. Maybe. Yeah. That's a good <laughs> ways from Cheyenne. But well, they can't go west, though, because there was that dust storm. That's true. Exactly. So yeah. that was one of the final so lines in episode two. And it was like, okay, where are you going? And then I cheated and I read the synopsis right before we watched episode three. And I was like, I'm so happy. <laughs> Cheater. <laughs> They're going to Minneapolis. They're going to Minneapolis. I'm happy that you remember why we're going that way. Yeah. You're like, it's the dust storm. I'm like, that's right. <laughs> that's right, the dust storm. <laughs> the dust storm. <laughs> Just the fact that Murphy and company are separated from the rest uh, of the company. And yet, oh, we're also going to go to, still going to go to Minneapolis words I can do that. And I, I love the way that Doc put it, that GMOs, zombies, and like pharmaceuticals, <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Nothing. Oh, yeah. But it is interesting that, uh, you know, we kind of get that callback to when Doc was in the uh, in the uh, air conditioner shaft, stuck with the zombie, and he got oh, high yeah. with the other zombie, and the zombie started seeming more human. Mm-hmm. And we sort of see that with Cassandra in this episode, that when she and Murphy start getting high, she starts acting more human. Right. And um, the way that 10K put it is that she comes and goes. Like, sometimes mm-hmm. she'll look at him and smile, and then Murphy kind of gives a look, which, again, this was really great you know, acting, really great emoting, he'll give a look and she'll immediately snap back to attention to yeah. what he wanted. So it's it's very interesting to see how she, as this ever-changing and evolving thing, is affected by the Z-weed. Yeah, and it's something you're aware of as a character, too. Like, in the car when you're leaving with Wrecking Ball and Murphy, you're... You- do the weird thing that isn't a kiss where he, he, he feels the necessity of blowing it into your mouth instead of just letting you instead take of it. Instead just letting you Which smoke. I don't... The truth is... <laughs> spoiler! I've never smoked. Like, I don't know. Okay. And so, and so I remember, like, trying to do it and, and Keith was like, just give it to me. Just give it to me. And then I'm like, okay, how do I hold it? Like, like this? Like a teacup? Um, and so, yeah, I think, I think maybe that's why we did it. I can't remember, okay. but also because it looks really cool. It does look really cool. You I know, I think the idea too is that she's not, um, coherent enough to kind of like light it herself and like, you know, do all that herself. So yeah. not drop it and have everything catch on fire. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, I think that she's sort of discovering it too. Like the, what the Zwee does to her. I don't think she's a hundred percent clear on what's going on either. Yeah. I don't think yeah. anyone is. No. No, I I have a hope that Wrecking Ball is like <laughs> I just want him to be the stoner that the zombie apocalypse needs, like not the hero not, that we deserve, not Doc. but the hero we need. Doc, Doc is kind of the stoner. Doc is kind of a stoner. Um, he's kind of the wise, the Doc wise stoner. stoner. Like he, yeah, he had the whole pharmacy. <laughs> this is just Wrecking Ball. Well, it's all about that dude. Let's, let's talk about Wrecking Ball and his crew because these are a group of characters that even though most of them are dying from radiation fallout, they're they're on their way. They're they're like on their way to Valhalla. Yeah, <laughs> hang it on. And yeah, Sangre Shangri-La. No. Yeah, oh, no, man. they're they're going to where it's cold so that the zombie, you know, they can have kind of sanctuary from zombies. Mm-hmm. Although it's pretty clear that most of them are probably going to be dead by the time they get there. Uh, so it's just kind of an exercise in faith. And of course, running across our six heroes means they're doomed. Yeah. <laughs> and what I 
love is that our little group of heroes has become trope savvy at this point, and they are fully aware of the fact that they run into people and then people die. Yeah. And the one exception we've had to that rule was that family that helped Warren in the season premiere. Well, season's not over yet. I, I'm believe me, I know. She didn't Oops. promise to come back. That is going to be alert. that is going to be the brick joke of Z Nation. <laughs> That it would be very funny. Oh, but, oh, no. But, but yeah, I, I will they're say aware that I really liked these characters. And you pointed out that they all have kind of historical names. Except for Except for Zeke. Oh, All really? of them have really weird names, except for Zeke. Except for the son that set off this madness. You don't think father. Zeke is a is a unique name, not a weird name. Well, My name's Kasey. Not no. necessarily. But we have Wrecking Ball, who's just kind of off doing we his have, own thing. But we have Athena and Custer, who are our other two named characters. Yes, that are historical and or mythological. Right. Zeke isn't super either of those. I mean, if you're looking at Ezekiel and you kind of go Catholic and look at the Bible, okay. But for the most part, he's just kind of there to die. Yeah. I, I will say, um, just going off of, and this has nothing to do with anything, but <laughs> Custer is played by William <laughs> Sadler. Yes. Sadler. Er, Sadler. Yeah, no, I no, think Sadler. Sadler. Sadler mm-hmm. uh, who, for, uh, and I am a big, big dork for bringing this up, but he was the star in uh, the Tales from the Crypt movie, Demon Knight, and it just made me incredibly happy <laughs> to uh, realize that. He's, uh, in, he's in a lot of work. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, he's got a lot of stuff on his resume, but that's what I recognize him from. That's what you like, remember him from? <gasps> that's great. Demon Knight. Yeah. <laughs> he fought Billy Zane once, guys. He did? <laughs> that's what that movie's about, yeah. <laughs> I have to watch it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty hilarious. It's amazing. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, they're they're on their way. Uh, you know, they're on this journey, and it is very similar to Mad Max: Fury Road. You know, they're trying to get to where it's safe. They're mm-hmm. trying to get to their equivalent of the Green Place, and they have bandits to deal with, and and zombies, unfortunately, too. So, and the zombies built the barricade, which in the road. That's probably the most unsettling I, thing I about this I feel like episode. they didn't. Because at the beginning, we had those mercenaries yeah. who had flipped the truck, and it was, get the spikes, and the spikes were in the uh, tires. I think it's the mercenaries that have been building these barricades up and down the road. But the blaster zombie still ran out into the middle of the road with mm-hmm. a torch. That's true. That was, That's that was very unsettling. Yeah, no. it's like it knows how to use, it knows how to use fire. <laughs> and and even though we're heading south, I'm wondering if that's not the last we've seen of these zombies. Oh, I'm sure yeah. it's not. Oh no. Well, just based on how well received they've been, I have a feeling they might be. Back. Really likes the guy with the white suit. I love well, I, I love that character. And we didn't choice. see them actually die, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't. They were kind of wandering around at the end there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the great thing about our show. They were shot a lot, but they were fine. Yeah. yeah. Well, and eventually we're going to shot a lot. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, an accident. Yeah. And eventually we're going to have to come back west and closer to the blast zone and there they'll be. And Z Nation does re- a really good job of laying these plot threads and then bringing them back later. I.e. Zombaby. Strangling you with them. <laughs> Zombaby. Zombaby. Wait, are we talking about that already? Hi. Oh, well, I mean, it was something that we got at the very end of episode one and we haven't right. come back to come back yet. To yes. yet. Definitely so. had a tweet from Mike asking if Cassandra's going to babysit the Zombaby. <laughs> <laughs> you can be the nanny. <laughs> trustworthy. She's getting high off weed and the zombie baby is who knows what. Um, 
I have no comment. To that. <laughs> Fair enough. And and I apologize because it is getting to be that time we need to directly move into predictions. So <laughs> And now you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. We don't get the light show anymore. That's okay, we'll just do this. <laughs> Thank you for that. World. <laughs> so, guys, <laughs> we've escaped uh, the zombie road, and it looks like we're on our way to Minneapolis. Uh, my own prediction is that Wrecking Ball is obviously not going to make it to Mi- Minneapolis. I don't. I know Minneapolis. Someone here disagrees. You, you got an extra soul. <laughs> I, I like it. Though. I like it. It's good. All the kids. All the that cool one kids say it that way. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I don't think Wrecking Ball is going to last for too long, just because there is literally redeemable is not the word that I'm looking for. But he has nothing to contribute, with the exception of hey, I know where they're growing the seaweed. It's over here. Like once we get that, once we get there, pff, he's gone. Expendable. There's expendable. He will have outlived his use to the group, and we've already got a lovable stoner. I will say every time I like a character a lot, they die. But I like Wrecking Ball. <laughs> He's I do. Host. I think I just want him to be like the lovable sidekick that isn't you know half zombie ish. <laughs> like you're you're like the partner, and then this is your sidekick that just goes around with you, and you're this weird trio smoking seaweed and causing mayhem. I love I, that he was like Caballeros. <laughs> I honestly think that when they meet back up with the group, Wrecking Ball is not going to last. Nope. Because he is the only one that survived from that group Right of after and Warren said no one. Or no, Addie said no not one. Not a one. Not a one. Not like, a one. no, there was a one. He's just kind of in a different car. Yep. With a huge water thing. supply. Yep. With his water supply. I thought you said something else. Sorry. <laughs> what did you think <laughs> I said? I, my prediction is that... <laughs> just kidding. I'm not going <laughs> a prediction. Spoiler alert, aliens come down and kill everybody. That's the way it is. <laughs> Alien zombies. They're going to go down to Area 51, and it's going to turn out... Stop that- talking now. <laughs> I, I will say, I, I think we're going to wait one or two more episodes before we get Rivera back. Um, and I, you actually had a very interesting prediction while we were watching episode two about Warren and Vasquez. Do you want to share? Or do you want to I wait did. until next time? I did. I did. Hold on. I got this. Um, <laughs> not to put you, you on the spot. <laughs> they, I think that they're going to build this weird relationship. Oh, I don't even remember what I said. I'm the worst. <laughs> I said something so wise two hours you, ago. You so said, wise. You said so something wise. like you you figured that they would eventually get together but not be together and that they would build up this mutual respect where it's like nobody's going to kill me except for you. Oh, yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. That gives me chills. <laughs> wow. Again, do you want to just speak for me? Well, we need you on more often. I think you make us feel smart. I think it's a chain because Megan needed to speak for me for that moment. <laughs> yes. We'll all come we'll work as a group. I'm yeah. just color commentary. Yeah. We'll be a team. Together um, yeah. we will we will give predictions. Yeah, yes. I don't I don't think that they are ever going to become, you know, bosom friends, but I do think that they're they're building that like I owe you one. Well, now I owe you one. And it's just going to keep building where it's like, um, you're the only reason I'm going to die. Like, it's going to be by your hand or not at all, because you got my back. And then they're going to kiss. 
<laughs> no, because that's kind of like it's a death when this sort of thing goes. I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> well, and, and again, you bring up a good point that the last time she was getting intimate with somebody, that guy died. So that's two time. times. That kind of puts you off like wanting to jump into another relationship right away, I imagine. That and the apocalypse is sort yeah. of a... Downer, well, and they're already bit. very much aware that when they happen upon a group of people, nothing good happens to said group of people. So, what's to say that she's not going to become aware of the other tropes in her life? Yeah, huh. that's true. Well, do you guys have any more predictions for uh, for upcoming episodes? Nope. I think. It's, mm-hmm. I, think <laughs> <laughs> I think we talked about this earlier, and I think it's good to address um, with the audience watching and listening. Uh, DJ's character, Citizen Z, um, now that the command center is kind of shot to crap. Compromised. Compromised. That's such a good word. <laughs> that's a good word. That's a much better that's way of putting it. That's why you keep me. <laughs> that's why we keep her. We need each other. Um, we all need each other to, to talk. My um, hands are cold. <laughs> but I think because he, you know, is no longer effective in his post, he's going to finish what he started with the zombies that he's dealing with, and then he's going to try to meet up with them. And I, I think there's going to be an awkward moment where he finds out Mac is dead, and then he just sets his sights on Addie and, hey girl. and tries to <laughs> like, Wow. Hey, hey girl. girl. <laughs> I, I think that falls into the same area as Wrecking Ball. What he contributed to the team was being their eyes in the sky, and we've already kind of seen he's not super combat savvy. And if he shows up with the rest of the group, he's not going to be long for this world because he has nothing to contribute. He's the only character with a rat tail. He has to stay. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it was the rat tail. It's the secret weapon. Gosh. Well, guys, that basically wraps it up for this week's episode. Say thank you so, thank so you. much you ladies. For, for coming in to join us. Uh, where can people go if they want to find out more about you and about the stuff that you're working on? Um, at Pow is my Twitter handle and Pow is my Facebook. Any upcoming projects you can tell us about? No. (laughs) No, no, I cannot. Well, again, thank you so, so much. We really appreciate you coming in to talk to us. Please come back again. We'd love it. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Ladies. Michelle, where can people go if they want to find you? You can find me all over Twitter, which is just one thing. That was a horrible way to say that. Um, at, At Michelle underscore Cullen. Literally all over Twitter. Just all over the Twitter. Mm-hmm. I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at Kiaxet. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. You can also find me on Snapchat at Kia Prime. And I am on a ton of upcoming shows. I'm on Minority Report. I'm on Blindspot. I'm on The Muppets. I'm on Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, we're going to be covering that. And Arrow comes back in two weeks. Woo! Awesome. I'm Megan. You guys can follow me on Twitter at the Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. I'm also on a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz, including Fear the Walking Dead later on tonight. And be sure to check out the Movie Chick News Show on Tuesday. It's uh, We took a week off this week because of the studio, but we'll be back this week. So thank you guys so, so much for tuning in. We will see you all next week. Have a good one. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.